You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. It's about looking within. The psychologist would say it's an internal locus of control, which is looking at what my contribution is. Rather than looking at the other person, uh, from a peacemaking perspective, it's, you know, Matthew 7, 3 to 5, get the log out of your own eye. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Welcome once again to Momentum all around Australia. We appreciate you tuning in. Hello there. It is uh, Tim and Dez with you. Uh, MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, the website once again to check out a bit more about who are these Momentum people and what is this all about? Well, we're here for you, essentially. And uh, you know what? I would just want to say I sense that this show is one that you might want to save and re-listen to time and time again. This is something that all of us have to do at times, but the reality is most of us aren't taught to do this well, and so we don't handle this well at all. Just a heads up before we launch into the show. Yeah, look, we're talking about resolving conflict, and that's a huge issue in all of our lives. And we have our good friend and regular on Momentum, back with us again, Pastor Steve Wickham. He's here to help us solve the problem of conflict resolution. <laughs> Welcome back, Steve. Sounds like a hospital hand pass. Uh, thank you, Des. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a bit like that. Yeah. No Welcome pressure, Steve, board, but yeah. you're it. You're helping yes. us solve all the conflict today. We're going to wrap this up in 25 minutes. <laughs> right. We're yeah, going to come out of this and everyone's going to be just peaceful as anything. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Well, we're talking peacemaking, so uh, there's a chance of it. Well, we'll That's give it a go. Right. So, Steve, at the very beginning, it's good. be good to define what conflict resolution actually is. What, what, how would you define it? Well, if you look at uh, biblical peacemaking, uh, Ken Sandy, uh, the book The Peacemaker, defines conflict as a difference in opinion or purpose, and this is the key word, that frustrates someone's goals or desires. Mm. A key, sorry, a, a difference in opinion or purpose that frustrates someone's goals or desires. Wow. Okay, so let me then ask you this. Does conflict differ to a disagreement or a difference of opinion, mm-hmm. because you mentioned frustration there, but yep. it doesn't have to bring conflict, does well, it? Well, you know, we have conversations all the time where we've got a difference of opinion, but who cares? Sure. It's when we start to care, it starts to frustrate our goals or desires. It gets in the way of what we're trying to get to. So that's the key, you know, so it's bigger than differences. It's something that interrupts, it's something that causes us to... You know, the heart to start racing and, and, and you know, the wanting to, the wanting to club somebody or the want to um, run from the situation. That's mm. that kind of thing. Um, I mean, that's the extreme. I mean, you can have situations where you're thinking, oh, I should don't agree and it really, that causes me some problems. Uh, so that's the start of conflict. Interesting. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because you have conflict in the workplace um, or, you know, and not so in an environment that's not important to you let me put it that way uh whereas you know you're in a romantic relationship you're in a marriage i mean obviously you're much more sensitive to it you're much more impacted by it talk, talk about that well in those intimate relationships in marriages for instance uh those patterns recur don't they they recur on a daily basis or weekly basis so they we can't escape them so we need to be challenged to um to confront them and to uh, work our way through them. Mm. Um, so when they're when they're not small doses, we we we're forced to look into them and 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 do something about it. Or not. Or not. Right. So this is the avoidance piece. So let's yeah. jump into that because the reality is that conflict is inevitable mm. at some stage in any relationship that we have, whether it's as you said, there's a business, romantic, mm-hmm. is something in between relationship, a friendship, whatever. At some stage, there's going to come a difference of opinion. Yep. 
and we either confront that mm. and work it through yep. or some of us are very good at avoidance. And shoving it under the carpet and uh, trying to walk yes. on this carpet that's very lumpy over, over time. And a shout out <laughs> here to uh, Peacewise Peacemaking Ministry, which is a ministry I've, I've worked for. And uh, we talk about it in peacemaking terms. That is peace faking. It's not peacemaking. Mm. It's peace faking. And, and as Christians, we're, we're good at this because we don't want to be unkind. Sometimes we don't trust our, you know, if I challenge somebody, maybe it will, might come across as unkind or impatient or something like that. So we err on the side of safety. We're on, we're on the side of caution and often don't confront things well if i may then let, let's fast forward that button a little bit mm-hmm. right because if if we are someone who wants to avoid and we we just keep walking over the lumpy carpet of the stuff that we're trying mm-hmm. to avoid dealing with where does that go ultimately if we keep doing that yeah because the reality is we're not necessarily being true to ourselves either yeah. right because we're having to choose to overlook stuff or shove stuff down yep. but but we're in conflict then internally yeah. to some degree right yep. if, exactly. if we're in the avoidance piece but how does that play out well of course it's going to be if you're a pr- pressure cooker that's going to come out at some point in your relationship into quite a volatile disagreement i would imagine mm. uh, there's also a term uh, like an abuse term called gunny sacking you know when you've got the 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 gunny sack on the bit of on your stick you know where you, your handkerchief with your, your lunch in it and you right. carry it sometimes we gather up things over months and months and months and then spew it all out and, right. and it's a big issue mm. so it is really important in any relationship to keep short account that's very good. Says something about how much you trust the other person when you look. I've just noticed it's something, or you know, and and you're prepared to gently confront an issue. I think there's yeah. there's a lot to be said for that. Absolutely, I'm reminded of that phrase, and you know, in the marriage context, and it is that the views expressed by the husband in this house are not necessarily those of the management. <laughs> <laughs> It's that's that's there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Well, it talks about how, you, how some people manage conflict uh, in a not a healthy way. Yes. So I mean, look, we we talked about avoidance there, okay? And there'll be people that can certainly sit in that space. Let's then talk about people who actually don't mind mm-hmm. confrontation. They don't mm-hmm. mind a bit of argy bargy. Mm-hmm. What's happening in each of those people behind that? I'm assuming that the avoidance is. When you boil it down, mm-hmm. something to do with fear, fear of man, fear of being rejected. Yeah. And it would come across with those then that don't mind mm-hmm. a bit of confrontation that they're not dealing yeah. with that. Yeah, and that's very common in relationships. If you'll find you find a peace faker uh, coupled with a peace breaker, which is, you know, you got peacemaker in the middle if you like, but the peace breaker is all all about um, you know, um, aggression. Winning the argument exactly, and you, know, you often you hear the terms these days of empath and narcissist. Mm. So oftentimes, someone who's very empathic, they can absorb a lot, and so they're you know peace faking a lot. And I'm not not dumb, I'm not having to go at people who are empaths because they're beautiful people, but there is something in the relationship if you don't feel like you can speak the truth in love. That's the central verse, you know, around. Um, mm. This peacemaking, speaking the truth in love, is the is the confrontation that is required, or the the it's the um, the assertiveness that's, that's required in the moment. So, what would happen, Steve? If I mean, I take what you're saying on board, and you're careful about what you say and so forth. But what if the other person is the aggressive partner, um, and and they respond negatively to that? How how do you deal with that ongoing? At the end of the day, it's it's sending the relationship on a trajectory 
um, and its trajectory to yeah. the breaking of the relationship ultimately. Um, the only thing yeah. I would encourage someone to do if they struggle in there in the peace faking or the avoidance part uh, to, um, is to try what we call the, the old um, psychology of tri transactional analysis. So behave in the adult, which is uh, reasonable. So your language and your, your demeanor, your tone is reasonable, mm -hmm. rational, reliable, responsible, and logical. It's those five things. And when we communicate as adults, and I'm slowing my speech down and, and just be more gentle, it's trying to bring the person down a little bit. If you can't do that, if the person won't be brought down, that's a real danger sign in you if you, for the relationship. Could you just run through those five again? I think they're brilliant. Mm. So being reliable is about being a safe individual. Reliable, rational, rational thinking. Um, responsible, accepting responsibility. We, you know, all partners need to be responsible um, adults. Um, realistic, not idealistic. You know, being realistic yeah. about what's what's reasonable and just being logical. I mean, we're not always like this, but we can we we can remind ourselves this is adult behaviour here, and it's it, mm. it comes out in that from a tra transactional analysis viewpoint as as your speech and how you interact with with people, and it can moderate the other person. It often does. Now, I, I love what you just said there, and I'm glad that you repeated them. But let, let's be honest, a lot of us aren't taught this stuff well. Mm. And some of us will just react mm -hmm. without even really thinking about yep. what's happened. For, we've just been triggered, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So explain the difference then to responding yep. over reacting. Great point. This is where the Bible yeah. comes in. I find... The two verses at the end of Psalm 139, um, verses 23 and 24. Lord, show me any if there's any offensive way in me, any wicked way. It's actually going to God. It's and it, in, from a peacemaking perspective, it's is saying, God, help me in this situation. How do I glorify you in this situation? It's looking at conflict as an opportunity, and that's a game changer because normally we do, do not see conflict as an opportunity, mm. and it's about just harnessing. We use all of what God gave us, if we can just pause and just notice even what's going on in our bodies. Okay, how, how, am, I, how am I responding to what's, what's going on here? Being honest about that and then out of, out of that sense of uh, seeing ourselves, we're in a better position. And sometimes it can be about taking five. It could be taking an hour. Look, can I get back to you tomorrow? I just need some time to process this. Hmm. So that's okay, yeah. taking time. I think that's really good, actually. Instead of getting it more heated and more heated in the conflict, you say, take time out. Let me think about this. This, Whenever we both calm down, we'll talk about it. And as opposed to withdrawing, because sometimes if, if you get yeah. you get a partner who with, will withdraw their love and will withdraw mm. their attention, mm. that's not talking about that. But I think, you know, keeping in contact with the other person and even relating in, in, in different subjects. Uh, let's can we just yeah. not can we park that for a moment? But that needs to be communicated well, right? Mm. Because otherwise, we could trigger the other person with rejection yes. if we just shut down and or bunker down or, or walk away. Yeah. And yeah. if there's someone who's prone to abandonment or rejection, they're going to get triggered, Definitely. right? So that needs to be communicated yeah. well if we're going to take that approach. Yep. Let me then just ask you this, Steve: um, this idea of listening to understand. Mm -hmm. Because there's that saying, it's something along the lines of we, we don't tend to, or we tend to listen to respond mm -hmm. yeah, instead yeah. of to understand, right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I hear you, but I'm going to tell you 
you know, I'm listening straight away and you've just given me something to come <laughs> back at you with rather than you, yeah. me listening to you to actually understand what's happening for you. And this is the essence of the best relationships because if we can be that person who listens to understand, I love the uh, St. Francis prayer that I would seek to understand rather than feel to be understood. I know that it's hard when we, wow. we're misunderstood, but to seek to understand, there's some real power in that and it is a great investment in the relationship. Yeah, because it, it, it makes the other person feel valued, respected. Yeah, so it's fundamental, it's fundamental things like that. Mm. And of yeah. course, we can sow well, and sometimes we don't, we don't receive it back. Yes. It's about yes. trusting that I'll keep sowing in, in faith and love. And obviously, you know, if, if a person doesn't re- reciprocate, that's, that's, that's another matter. So, Steve, I want to come back in the second part of the show and talk about some perhaps specifics with regards to conflict that might happen and, and how do we how do we deal with that but before we go there i just want to pause where we're at and just go backtrack for a little bit because there's a lot in what we've just talked about and i want to just i think it's important because you we've talked about avoidance and we've talked about confrontation and i just want to get your opinion on the way that we are and the way that we show up in relationships mm-hmm. and how much does our family of origin mm-hmm. In other words, the way that our family has generally dealt with conflict or not, as the case may be, how much does that influence the way that we then tend to deal with conflict or not Mm -hmm. as adults when we get into relationships? A huge amount, you know, and at least probably, well, you know, you're 50%. You've got your nature and your nurture and your personality and that's part of it, but also the way that you've seen it. And whether you unconsciously take that on, you know, it might be an avoidance style or you intentionally don't want to be like that way, but you are, or maybe you skew too far the other way. You know, so it's a real, it's a real hard one. And I think you know, being actually being honest about a family of origin, our parents, we're as 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 fathers, we mm. know that we stuff it up. It's okay. It's it's okay that we don't. We're not we're not perfect. So it's okay if we look at our own parents and say, look, they weren't perfect, and uh, you know they were a product of who they were and how they were brought up and you know how that generational thing goes but you know it's no no judgment but the reality is that a lot of us will default back to that right unless we're intentional with choosing to change our responses yeah yeah it's probably one of the hardest things to do kind of in a therapy viewpoint isn't it to be honest about you know we don't want to let our parents down by being honest about their failures Mm. But it doesn't have to be back in the sense of you know going back to your parents and talking that through. It can be you identifying something in their life that you don't like, you know, be it conflict, be it aggression, be it whatever it is, and saying, "I am not going to be that person. I am going to be somebody different." Yeah, that's yeah, yeah? yep, perfect. Well, the good news is you can change Mm. right and we can all do this better and so if you stay tuned uh, we're going to get Steve to give you some clear examples as to what that may look like in certain situations in your life and how you can actually conflict resolute really well in the meantime check out the website momentumaustralia.org and we'll be back on Momentum with the second part of Conflict Resolution with Pastor Steve in just a tick stay tuned you're listening to Momentum a show that helps men succeed in life Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Really great to have you tuning in. So much appreciate having you here. It is uh, Tim and Days with you for the second part of this week's show, Momentum All Around Australia. Just a quick point to the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Find out a bit more about Momentum, what we uh, hope to achieve. And look, if you would like to throw a few dollars 
our way to keep momentum on the air, we'd be so appreciative of that as well. Going all around Australia right now, helping men all around Australia, which is awesome, MomentumAustralia.org. Right now, we've got a great guy in the studio with us. His name is Steve Wickham. And uh, we've explored in the first part of the show this idea of conflict resolution and some thoughts around that. Steve, let's get really real and raw. And Des, of course, in this conversation, because we've all had marriages that haven't worked. Mm -hmm. All three of us are a product of divorce. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that around 50% of marriages these days will end in divorce. And it's fair to assume that a big part of that is a lack of being able to conflict resolute yep. within a marriage. Because again, if we can do this well, mm-hmm. there's no need for any relationship to break down. Yep. So I suppose for men listening right now who are in a marriage that seems like there's more conflict than love, mm-hmm. where do they even start with that process of mm-hmm. trying to reconcile with their partner? It's about looking within. Um, the psychologist would say it's an internal locus of control, um, which is uh, looking at what my contribution is, rather than looking at the other person. Uh, from a peacemaking perspective, it's you know Matthew seven three to five, uh, get the log out of your own eye. Hmm. You know that's real Christian living. Um, you know if only ten percent of the problem is yours, take a hundred percent of that ten percent. But if it's more, be honest about it. And I think there's a lot of power in relationships when one person shows up and is honest and uh, softens the other person up to be, you know, to, to see what their contributions are as well. That, in essence, is peacemaking. So when you say soften them up, explain that, explain that to me. Well, I think, you know, we're all, if, when we're in, in conflict, there's, there's a hardness. We, we, mm. we, see a, we feel a hardness from the other person. Mm. The way we soften the other person up is by by showing that we've done some reflection. We apologise for our contribution. They say, "Wow, I'm actually being tra- I'm being seen. I'm being justly treated. They've they've owned their res- their responsibility." And softening up is about maybe a little bit of conviction in their own heart. What was maybe maybe there was some contribution that I had toward this conflict, and it often happens in out of apology. Oh well, it wasn't all your fault. Mm. You know, that kind of thing happens often in, in, mm. in marriage. This is the best part of, of, of marriage. And, uh, you know, often people will say sometimes it's the best sex they've ever had. Is I, was, I was just about to say, and then the makeup sex afterwards, <laughs> that's, that's which, right. is, which is good. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but look, let, let, me, let me just be honest for a tick. And, that, and then, Des, please jump in. But mm. what if we do that? Mm-hmm. Right? What if, guys, we're fairly in tune and we're emotionally in tune and we, we can sit with ourselves and reflect and go, you know what? Yeah, I could have... Could and, and and there's an apology, mm-hmm. but it's met with firmness. It's met with you know the walls are still up. It's met with aggression mm-hmm. because the reality is it takes two people to yeah. to make this work. So exactly. and that's unsustainable. If we keep show or or if it's the other side of yeah. the coin and yep. they keep showing up, but there's yeah. there's no change. Yep. Yeah. Like, what do we do with that? Well, to answer the question with a question and say, what are you going to continue in that vein? Are you going to show up with your honesty and, and your humility um, if somebody else is not going to receive that? Um, and chances are, you, you, you probably won't. Um, you know, you can keep sewing in that way and keep doing the right thing. Um, it's the same the other way around. If, if, if you're, you're the one that's, you know, heart of heart um, and the other person's trying to be reasonable you know it's not it's not a good thing for you Mm. you it's interesting because most of those that aggressive head-to-head conflict didn't happen overnight 
it took you know years to be successful at being aggressive with each other <laughs> if we can put it that way and so and so logically you're not going to break that down in one conversation it's going to take repetition it's going to be a constant learnt behavior of being conciliatory being understanding being honest being open about what's happening in your world and you know for 90 percent of the relationships the partner the other partner will respond to that and over time they'll see that you're being consistent they'll see that you're being open and honest they'll see that you're trying to hold the marriage together and they'll respond to that is that a first statement, Steve? I do. I, I think it is. Uh, there are many issues where it's a journey and maybe sometimes we have to arrive at some sort of acceptance. There are some things about our partners that won't change and we need to, to arrive at a place of acceptance about that. But equally, yeah. if, if, it, if it's something toxic, you know, that's something that we want to see some change in, a, in the short term. And one, the of the, term, yeah. the, the, one of the most important things about apology these days, and you see it in a lot of memes, is around repentance, around changed behaviour. Mm. So it's okay. Yeah. It's not good enough to, to just say you're sorry and to you know have, have the tears and that sort of thing. What you actually want to do is you want to see some changed behaviour. That's that's what you're looking yeah. for. So yeah. So then let, let's, um, let's speak to the guys listening right now, okay? And some of them will be married. And some of them will be in a, a marriage that feels like there's conflict, um, that we can't see eye to eye in certain things. Mm. And let's just, for the sake of this exercise, mm -hmm. right? So hear me, ladies, when I'm about to say this, but let's say that the guy's coming to and he needs to bring something to his wife mm -hmm. around something that's happening or, or, you know, whatever. What are the steps or are there steps, right, that, that can help that to be a productive conversation mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of just another source of conflict. Yep. What what can a man do to bring to the table, aside from self-evaluation, like how does he start the process of, you know, introducing this topic to his wife, setting the scene, bringing, like, yep. what's the process? So the process from a peacemaking and peacewise teaches this, this is out of the Ken Sandy book, The Peacemaker, four Gs. First, you know, we're presuming we're Christian. We're glorifying God. Okay, God, how am I... I need to see this as an opportunity. How can I glorify you? How can I serve the other person? How can I grow to be more like Jesus? So this is this first step of, of putting God first. Um, the second step is probably the arguably the most important is getting the log out of our own eye. Mm. It's doing our own self-reflection, doing our own work. And uh, I think that is, that's principally, if, if I'm in a conflict coaching situation, we're spending time on, on that. If, you, if, you, if both parties can, can get the log out of their own eye, the rest of it is a bit of a cakewalk. Mm. That's the third step is when you're going and you, out of the second step, you've, you've crafted an apology. You've worked out an apology in a peacemaking way is a very thorough and sincere apology. And it's, it's based off a 7A process. I won't go into that now, but mm. you can learn about that in peacewise.org.au. Bit of a throw out for uh, Peacewise. Mm. Um, but once you've done your, you've crafted an apology and you've delivered it with sincerity, then you, you, you're in this third stage, which is uh, gently restoring the other person. It's about, you know, if, if we're receiving their softness and they're saying, you know, it wasn't all your fault. It's about gently restoring, not judging that, actually receiving that well. And the, th and the fourth mm -hmm. stage is about go and be reconciled, go and walk together and be the first person. If, if there's an issue in your relationship, be the person to go to the other person 
Yeah. Uh, do do chocolates and flowers help? <laughs> oh, I think um, the love the love language is gifts of uh, you know gifts, <laughs> gift giving, <laughs> definitely gift giving, words of affirmation, all of these. And, and but it's but it's serious. I I um I had a guy who was counselling, and he uh, he learned uh, he he got the um the, uh, the the tablets for the dishwasher, right. He went and bought the tablets for the dishwasher, and it's such a small thing. But for his wife, it proved that he was actually he understood. It was such a small thing, though. <laughs> so the little things are often the big things, right? It's yeah. because your yeah. heart's in it, and his, his heart was in it. Yeah. The women listening will will really get this. Women need to know that we understand. Women need yeah. to know uh, that we get it and that we're serious and that our hearts in it. Don't tell. Don't yeah. tell me. How do you want it? You know, I, 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 one of my mistakes as a husband, just tell me what you want and I'll give it to you. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Not that. You work it out. It comes got to come from my, my own heart as a husband. Well, who would have uh, known that conflict yeah. resolution would be so easy as to dishwasher tablets, buying dishwasher tablets? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. If somebody had told me this 20 years ago. Context, Tim. Uh, in all seriousness, look, so you, the four Gs there, which are great, glorifying God, getting the log out of our own eye, gently restoring the other person, and then go and be reconciled. And is that in brackets, make up sex? Or I, I, I'm, I'm joking, but um, do's and don'ts <laughs> in the moment, right? Yes. When we're in the moment and, yep. and, and it's starting to get a whatever, what are some do's yep. and what are some definite no-no's if you're in the middle of all a right. conflict resolution conversation? Yeah. I was going to say yep. argument, but conversation. Yes. I like that. Three do's and three don'ts. Uh, fairly short and sharp. I say this in a lot in, in counselling. Do stay in your own stuff. Don't get mm. in the other person's stuff. So that's the don't. Don't that's focus good. on their stuff. Focus on your stuff. Stay in your stuff because that is, that's the real journey of faith. Stay in my stuff and God will help. God's on the journey with us. That, that is massive. Do manage your emotions and your expectations. It's up to us to manage those things. Can't expect another person to do that. Don't judge or condemn the other person. You know, we heard of, you've heard of stonewalling and contempt and, you know, these four horsemen, you know, the John mm. Gottman stuff. Mm. You know, don't judge and condemn it because it's, that creates so much harm. Uh, do forgive people. That creates, that takes a lot of trust, a lot of faith yeah. as well, mm. forgiving people. Mm. And don't engage in avoiding conflict or assaulting others. So avoiding conflict is that peace faking. Assaulting others is that peace breaking. You know, and we're not just talking about physical assaults. We're talking about assaults, verbal assaults, and those sorts of things as well. You know, we've talked about um, keeping short accounts. We've talked about you know keeping short accounts with God, which is a Christian principle and a good principle. And it's no different in uh, conflict resolution. Keep short accounts. And you said that earlier, Steve, and I think that's, that's very sound advice. Don't harbour stuff up. It doesn't work. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What, what happens, Steve, if we can't find a resolution in a conversation? Mm -hmm. What if we can't find a meeting in the middle? Well, we can get help. Um, you know, uh, sometimes that's where um, counselling can come in and that sort of thing. Um, if we, uh, I guess it's being, uh, pray being prayerful. It's about being humble. It's about uh, going away and doing some more work. Is there any more that I can give in this situation? Mm. Maybe it's a situation where the issue is untenable. We, we can't accept it. it. It's abuse. So in that situation, you know, um, you know if, if the other person won't change, 
it's it's signalling a bit of a death knell to the relationship. Hmm. One thing you said before, and we glossed over it, but I just want to come back to it, and it was about this idea of an an apology, mm-hmm. right? And I know dishwasher tablets is part of that because that's a good starting point. Yep, yep. <laughs> Darling, I bought you these. I'm sorry, but but in all seriousness, what is an apology? Mm-hmm. Like, what should that look like? You know, are there words and language around a sincere, genuine apology? Because the reality is we can rock up and we can say sorry. It's like when we teach our kids, you know, and they go, say sorry, say sorry, sorry, yeah. but yeah. they're not really sorry. No, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. so what what does an actual sincere apology look like and what sort of language does it sound like? Well, first of all, it can't, it's, it's about the other person. And if the other yeah. person doesn't feel like the apology was real or it was, you know, faulty in any any way, their heart can feel it. Mm. So we need to be yes. aware of that. Our, our sincerity, our, our apology is going to be judged by the other person, and that's their right. If they don't want to accept our apology or they can't forgive us at any particular time, that's not that's not on them. You know, that we've 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 got to do some more work. But you know, apologising isn't just about saying sorry. It's it's also about understanding the, the, the level of hurt that we've caused. Uh, it's about uh, making restitution, make, making things right in some ways. It's about re- repentance, and that's in uh, altering our behaviour. You know, um, mm, yeah. and uh, you know there are there are many many elements, and it's acknowledging everybody that we've hurt. You know what comes with this, and this is a twelve step work. Is this heart of making amends, and it's beautiful as Christians when we live our lives to make amends because God does something in us that he gives us so much beautiful power because we're living for others and he he actually he, he restores us every day hmm. because our heart is for others love one another I'm yeah, I'm good. reminded of a, a famous quote and it says I think the best apology has changed behavior hmm. I think I've yeah. uh, I've heard yeah, that exactly. which is true yes um Steve, one final thought, and then we need to wrap up the show. But I've heard you talk about uh, peace faking and peace breaking, Mm -hmm. right? How does that differ to peace making and peace keeping? Great, great question. Um, Because peace keeping is probably um, more like peace faking. You know, if you're you're keeping the peace, well, it's actually not peace you're keeping. It's it's keeping some level of um, calmness, I suppose. The peacemaking is is inherently about crossing to the other person and crossing the other side, and it it is about confrontation, but it's done in a safe way. So speaking the truth in love, that Ephesians four fifteen, speaking the truth in love, that's our responsibility. Changing the other person's heart, that's God's dominion. Mm. That's God's domain. Mm. It's not up to us to change another person's heart. Mm. So peace uh, making. It's simply about speaking the truth in love and also re- being able to sit there as somebody speaks their truth in love as well, having the humility yeah. in that space. That's really, really good. And as we come to an end, um, Steve has produced uh, seven articles about conflict resolution and they're on a, a blog spot. I think it's called. Um, and we would love to be able to share those with you. So any listeners who want to get access to those seven articles, send us an email to help at momentumaustralia.org. That's help at momentumaustralia.org. And we will send you those uh, access to those seven articles. Yeah. 
And again, MomentumAustralia.org is Momentum's main website. We'd love you to have a look around the website, maybe have a listen to some of the previous shows and just benchmark this one as well because I'm sure there's a lot in this week's show that you can go back and listen to and listen to time and time again as we all uh, go on this journey of learning to conflict resolute well. Uh, On behalf of myself and Des, we want to thank you for tuning in. Steve, thanks so much for what you've sown into the guys over the last couple of weeks. There's Mm. been so much in that, man. And uh, we love having you on the show, mate. So, Steve Wickham, a massive yeah. thank you to you. And uh, we'll catch you on the show again in uh, Thanks, the Tim. next couple of months, man. Thanks, Des. That is it for this week's Momentum. Uh, Tim and Des wrapping up the show and saying a massive thank you to our special guest, Pastor Steve Wickham. Uh, our topic, conflict resolution, a lot in this week's show. I encourage you to uh, go back and have a listen to this. And you can do that at MomentumAustralia.org. That's our website. You can get a link to the podcast there. Or if you want to put in Momentum Australia into your favorite podcast platform, uh, you'll be able to find uh, this show and previous shows uh, for you to uh, have a listen to. And uh, we just want to say a massive thank you to Steve. Thank you again for your input into the show. And thank you to you for listening. Wherever you are around Australia, really appreciate you tuning in to Momentum. Again, MomentumAustralia.org is our website. You can find out details there about Momentum or what we aim to achieve. And give us some feedback too. If you've enjoyed the show, love to hear it. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, we'd love to hear from you as well. MomentumAustralia.org. Hey, have a great week. We'll catch you next week on Momentum. Until then, you take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.